God, another podcast day. What an interesting time to be alive on the planet Earth today. Amen. Uh, those of you who are believers understand that comment. Uh, if you're listening, maybe and you're not a believer yet. Maybe you say, what's that supposed to mean? Well, maybe we'll get into that a little bit today, but welcome. God bless you. I thank God for you. Um, you know, let me get into this by prayer first. We need prayer. And then I'm going to explain some things uh, simply, um, as simple as I can concerning Israel. And then I want to talk to you about uh, some end time spirits. We really need to be careful and cautious and, and, you know, put our blockers up against. Lord, help us. We need your help. Uh, we need Jesus. America needs Jesus. The world needs Jesus. Uh, prophetically, a lot of the world won't receive Jesus at this time or before the rapture. Uh, but we have our hope in you. Uh, we've placed our trust in you. Uh, therefore, uh, we can expect to receive all that you are. Every name that describes you, uh, every adjective that describes who you are and what you're able to do, uh, we have access to it all uh, through Jesus' name and through the blood of Jesus on the cross of Calvary. I ask for your help uh, as a pastor, as a preacher, as a fivefold gift. I ask for your anointing. I ask for fresh oil to lead in this hour uh, like never before. Lord, it's very important that I be accurate in my words and my speaking as the oracle of God. I'd be accurate in my attitude as I point people towards you. I'm asking for heaven's help. I'm also asking for heaven's help concerning Israel. Uh, the Bible says we pay, pray for the peace of Israel. We know Israel is engaged, Lord, in a hot war, a very, very aggressive, evil, jihadist battle. And I pray today, Lord, that uh, Israel's hands would be anointed to be swift uh, with their weapons, that Israel would be swift with wisdom and knowledge and understanding. Uh, may they have perception beyond and above the enemy uh, to ward off evil, to stop this ungodly, evil attack against them and against their land. In Jesus' mighty name, we stand a lot of American Christians a lot of pastors, a lot of people here, we stand with Israel. Uh, we pray for safety in Israel. We pray and lift up Israel to the, our Father right now in Jesus' mighty name. We speak over Israel. We call Israel the champion of God. Well, we call Israel victorious in Jesus' mighty name. Uh, we thank you that this damage has got to cease, maybe even today and the rest of this war. May Israel turn the corner and have the mighty hand of victory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen, amen. I want to give you a little insight today. Uh, many eschatologists and, and end-time uh, gurus have touched and even uh, have, have talked about, and I'm neither. I don't call myself either one uh, expert. I'm a learner. I'll be a learner till I die. I have an anointing of God uh, to teach, to preach, to prophesy as God gives me the ability to do so. However, not too many people are talking about what this war is about. We know it's over a piece of land, but what's, what's so important about this piece of land? And you have to go all the way back to the beginning. You have to go back to Adam and Eve. You have to go back to Cain and Abel. You have to go back to Abraham. You have to go back to Ishmael. You have to go back to Isaac. You have to go back to, uh, to look at the Palestinians. They're a direct descendant of the Philistines. If you begin to um, get the modern term or modern name, the English name of the Philistines, it, it, it equates to or translates into 
uh, Palestine. Uh, so we, we've always had the Christian name, uh, Isaac, uh, always had a problem with the Philistines. We can go back to the armies of the Philistine army opposed God. Uh, we can go back to even, even seeing Gaza in Genesis. Uh, so this is not like a new, uh, you know, 19th century war. This is a war that has started in the beginning of time, and the war is against God. This is a, a jihadist or a holy war. Uh, uh, it's evil against good. It's evil against God, and anybody who stands with God is marked evil. Again, you know, evil marks them evil or bad, and that now becomes the target. Uh, you know, Jacob, I don't know if, if you remember, and I don't have time to give, I, I do have time, but I don't feel led to give the entire show to this because a lot of people listening don't even care. And, and, and really a lot of people don't, don't even think that this touches them or concerns them when it should be. Uh, uh, there's neither Jew nor, or, nor Gentile, the Bible says. There are those who oppose God and those who, who have been engrafted in uh, to the tree of God. We're, we're engrafted in. Uh, we're not uh, like, you know, offshoots of, of Judaism. Uh, we have become the, the heirs of God, sons and daughters of the Most High God. Uh, the term engrafted in actually doesn't make us like a stepchild. Uh, it actually uh, gives us access immediately. Uh, that means that the tree has been producing, it's mature, it has growth, and we don't have to go through that process. The minute you're engrafted in, you you belong, uh, you are, uh, you can have and have access to all that God is. So don't think because you're not a Jew and don't try to be a Jew. Like God bless the Jewish people, they got a lot of problems. A, a, an American Christian or anybody that's not a Jew that becomes a Christian, you don't want to convert to Judaism. That's lawful. That's under the law. Uh, you want to convert to, you want to try to become a Christian, which is a process. Uh, so these people that want to go back to the old covenant under the covenant or, or the law dispensation and, and become a Jew to think they can get close to God, you cannot. Uh, God is close to those who come to him through Jesus. Now, the promise of Israel was a covenant that God made in the beginning. We can, we have to go all the way back. Let me see if I can give you some scripture. Genesis 15, 18 through 21. And maybe we will end up staying here for, for today. I, you know, it kind of fits where we are in society. But it's Genesis 15, once again, 18 uh, through 21. 15, 18. In the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abraham, saying unto thy seed... Have I given this land from the river Egypt unto the river, the great river Euphrates? If you go on a modern day map, uh, that is Israel. Uh, that land was promised to Abraham and to Abraham's seed. Uh, the covenants of God don't stop lest God put a time on the covenant. Uh, when God cuts a covenant, it's for eternity. Uh, so that covenant that God cut with Abraham is just as new and fresh today with the descendants of Abraham that it was the first day he cut it with Abraham. The, the blood of, the, uh, of a God covenant doesn't coagulate, it doesn't get old, it doesn't lose its life. It doesn't lose, it lose its contractual power. It, it remains, that's who our God is. Uh, then he says the Canaanites, um, the, uh, the Kandamites, the Persianites, the Raphonites, 
the Amorites, the Canaanites, uh, the Jerashatites, and the Jebusites. Now he goes through, he says, uh, all of the, this will be given to Abraham, and this is who you're going to have to fight because of it. Now, if we look at the terms you're hearing, Muslims, uh, Hamas, Hezbollah, Palestine, Iran, once again, the Palestinians are derived from the Philistines. Uh, uh, Iraq is out of the Philistines. Uh, who is Hezbollah? Like, we know who the Muslims are. Uh, they're anti-God. They're, they are a descendant of Ishmael who chose uh, uh, their God. Uh, they chose the anti-God against God. Uh, Ishmael did. He was Abraham's first son, birthed out of wedlock, birthed out of faith, and he has a chip on his shoulder from that day on. The Bible even says he'll be a wild uh, ASS, a donkey, troubled his whole life, in trouble everywhere he goes, causing trouble everywhere he goes. That's what Genesis describes Ishmael. Uh, he'll be angry and he'll try to settle the score with his brother uh, till his descendants are dead. Well, guess what? We're fighting that war right now. The descendants of Ishmael are still alive and well, and they're fighting against God or Isaac or Jacob, who was named Israel. So we can very clearly see this modern-day demon, modern-day demons driving people in this battle. We can say it like this. If you were to look at Satan as a, an heir of God in a sense, he was created by God, an angel for God, but he had such favor with God and closeness to God in his creative state and we can see where Abraham, where uh, Satan rather was, Lucifer was kicked out of heaven because he didn't want to obey the standard, the rule, the law. Uh, he was kicked out of heaven. He thought he was equal to God. He thought he was going to uh, rise up above God and set his throne above God. And God cast him out of heaven as lightning falling from heaven, is what Jesus says in Luke. Now, just as Satan has a quote unquote vendetta against. God, we can see where Satan would, would try to, to, to mirror image the lineage of God and, and, and be a God to a certain cast out people in the Bible and try to oppose God. So we see that in Ishmael and Isaac. Let me just give you this. this, this uh, you can write these scriptures down. Jeremiah 31, 35 through 37, talk about Israel. Genesis uh, 35. Let's look at that at least. Genesis 32 first. But if you think about this, uh, Ishmael's birthed. He's then cast out. Here comes Isaac, the chosen one. Uh, in Isaac, you know, you had this promise for 30 years, this faith project for 30 to 35 years. The promise, the covenant that God made Abraham that your children would be as the sand, as the stars in the sky. Uh, you'll be the father of many nations. Uh, they give birth to Ishmael. There's a curse. The covenant didn't come to pass. The promise didn't come to pass. The promise comes to pass when they give birth to Isaac. Uh, now, in Isaac, the promise or the covenant is passed down. Ishmael sees this and thinks, uh, my God, am I chopped liver? And the answer is yes, you are chopped liver. Uh, you were birthed out of sin. You were birthed out of faithlessness. It's not your fault. And God uh, does have promises for him if you look in the Bible, but he chose this wild, uh, destructive path.
path journey. And maybe it was predicted uh, that way. So I don't know the fullness of God. None of us do. Uh, but uh, the rest of his life on earth and his lineage, uh, in them the story is told. Uh, if you even go to Muhammad, they twist the scripture. If you go study this, they twist the scripture and they even say Muhammad teaches, the Quran teaches that Abraham, Abraham with a V in, uh, in the Old Testament, that Abraham did not take Isaac uh, up, up to the mountain to offer as a sacrifice, but rather took Ishmael. That's what they. That's what the Quran says, and that Ishmael was the uh, chosen one, and that Christians twisted that. So they think uh, the Islamic nations think that we stole their birthright. Uh, the, the, come on, it's twisted now. Satan twists everything. Wicked is just a, a twisting of the truth. But you can find that in the Quran. Uh, so this uh, boy then into a man and then to his lineage and then to everybody he comes in contact with, uh, he, he's telling them, I'm the chosen one. It's stolen from me. we got to fight for this. So in, in deception, even in, I, I like the word, there's deception, then I say high deception, which is like an, an operating aggressive deception, uh, you can see where they truly are fighting for what they think is right. Dr. Barclay was just here and he talked about self, self-deception. You're, you're deceived first uh, and then you engage in high deception, which the deception becomes your truth and you fight for that false cause. And that's what's happening right now in the Islamic nations. They're fighting for what they think rightfully belongs to them, and they within themselves have made the Jews, Abraham's covenant, Abraham's children, the Jewish people, their direct enemy because they've taken the Jews in their mind, have taken from them what is rightfully theirs. It's kind of confusing, but there's a lot of demonic deception there. It says here, where, where, where did I say that? 32, Genesis 32. Let's look at 27. I hope this is, is given a little light to it because you can understand even though it, there, there's evil, there's an evil passion. Uh, 27, <laughs> excuse me, uh, 27 says, and uh, he said to them, what is thy name? Actually, go to 24. And Jacob was left alone and wrestled with a man until the break of day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. The hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint and he wrestled with him. And, he, and this person, this heavenly being, uh, the Bible says he wrestled with God. Some say wrestled with an angel. Some say wrestled with the son of God. It's really not clear, but he wrestled with a, a heavenly being sent by God. And 26 said, let me go uh, for the uh, day, daybreak has come. And he said, I will not let you go except or until you bless me. And he said unto them, said unto him, what is thy name? And he said, Jacob. Now until then, Jacob meant the one that held on to the ankle, wrestled, you know, his brother. Uh, Jacob didn't, he was an overcomer, but he didn't have a pretty name. Uh, but he said, uh, you know, rename me. Let me go put a blessing on me. And he said unto him, what is thy name? He said, Jacob, 28. And he said, thy name shall uh, be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince 
hast thou power with God and with men and has prevailed. So he goes from like an okay name to now uh, I let God prevail or, or God has prevailed. And now he has a power and an ability and that power and ability is covenant. Man, I, I, I wish we just, we, Dylan, we need to set up Bible class. So this anointing rests on me to teach. It's not from me. I study and do my part. But then when God sets in on you with one of the fivefold gifts as a teacher, it just flows forth. But uh, you see here, uh, now the power that he possessed was the power of the covenant. There, there's so much power in the promise of God. When God makes a promise, he makes a covenant. It's hard for uh, especially uh, English, uh, American uh, you know, a, a Western culture, it's very hard for us to understand promise or covenant because we break them all day long. You know, to the Western culture, uh, we'll, we'll promise, uh, we'll falsely promise our children and teach our children that covenant promise means nothing just to shut them up. You know, we'll tell our ch children at dinner that if you be quiet, I'll take you to the store after with no intent of taking them to the store after. If you be quiet, maybe we'll take you to Disney World. All we're teaching our children is that covenant means nothing, that promise means nothing, but to God, it's everything. Uh, to God, his word, he places his word. God himself puts his word before his very name because everything that he is has to do with his word. Uh, every time we hear God's word, there should be a standard, almost like a paralyzing, uh, you know, thunderous uh, aha moment of my goodness. I just got a word, not a, not a word from God from heaven, but a word from a scripture revelation, rhema word, uh, and God is true to his word. That's what's happening here. He said, Jacob, from this point forward, you'll be a person of power, a person of authority, because you'll carry the covenant of God. Uh, and you shall be called from this point forward, Israel, for God is with you and has given you power to overcome. Now, this, this brings us to this. This power, going to Jeremiah 31, this power that was given to him still remains in his ancestors. Uh, the covenant that was given to Abraham, that went to Isaac, that went to Jacob, Israel, it is still present today in God's children, not by faith, not by faithfulness, not by trusting God. Remember, uh, as as when they're practicing Judaism, they haven't received the Messiah yet, but they're operating on the covenant that God made with Jacob. That's a lifelong covenant. So. Uh, these, these people haven't even received Jesus, the majority of Israel's, unless they're Messianic Jews, uh, but they haven't even received Jesus yet. But the promise or the word of God is so strong and so true that when it re is released, it remains unless God lifts it. And God has not, lift, has not lifted this promise. Oh, let, let me get to this. Hold on. I, I hope I'm, I'm helping somebody. And there's probably a lot more people that should be on this morning, but we've commonized the things of God. The American church especially ha have tried to make something holy uh, commonplace, and therefore we don't, we don't operate in the power of God like we should. Uh, don't commonize. 
uh, you know, so rather celebrate the things of God. Uh, I don't have time to get into this today, uh, but I may do a separate teaching, closed door, offline teaching, uh, in-depth teaching concerning the 10 virgins. Uh, a lot of people don't understand that, that the Bible teaches, notes, points to there will be Christians left behind. And some would say, how can a Christian be left behind? It doesn't make sense. When you, when you do a deep dive, I know I'm going to get a lot of people going to get mad at me about this. When you study the 10 virgins, they all had lamps, Christians. Lamps represents Christianity. They were all, bri- they were all brides of the groom. But five lost their staying power their fire, their ability, the, the ability to illuminate. So they were left behind. It doesn't say there were no, nowhere does it say, say you are no longer brides. You said you're a bride, but you don't have access. That's another teaching. But then we'll go into the, when I do this close, we'll go into the three and a half years where these five brides, which don't just mean five singular people. This is an army of people. These five represent uh, a, a lot of Christians today, uh, they'll have access into the mid-trib, uh, but you're going to have a lot of work to do. It's a whole other teaching, but maybe I, f- I figured I'd hook you there. Jeremiah 31, let, let's, let's begin to close here, 35 through 37. Jeremiah 31, 35 through 37. Thus saith the Lord, which giveth the sun for the light, by day, and the ordinance of the moon and the stars for the light by night, which divides the sea when the waves therefore roar. The Lord of hosts is his name. If those ordinances depart from before me, saith uh, the Lord, then the seed of Israel also shall cease from being a nation before me forever. Thus saith the Lord, if the heaven above can be measured and the foundations of the earth searches out the beneath. I will also cast off the seed of Israel uh, for all of that have I done, saith the Lord. Uh, now, if you begin to understand and it goes on, behold, uh, the days come, saith the Lord, that the city shall be built uh, to the Lord from the tower of Hananel unto the gate of the corner. And this goes in to begin uh, to show uh, Israel, modern day Israel, but God said the seed will remain unless and what God gave us is impossible. Meaning the seed, the promise, the people, Israel will always win. Israel will not be annihilated. This war is going to hurt. They've already lost over a thousand, over 1,000 people. And that's the equivalent. If you look at the size of Israel by people, uh, 17 uh, a million over a little over 17 million. Then you look at the size of America, 380 million. And, and if 1100, 1200 uh, citizens were murdered in Israel, that would be the equivalent to like around 30,000 Americans. So just think about if, if 30,000 Americans, that's almost, that, that's a little uh, less than a quarter of Flagler County. Uh, if an enemy came to Flagler County what they're doing to Israel, the the equivalent would be in Flagler County, thirty thousand, or right around twenty seven to thirty one thousand, off the top of my head. Uh, it'd be right around that number. That's a massive amount of society. 
and they're not killing. They're, they they've they're not killing. They're they're not uh, active in war. They're actually guilty of war crimes, according to the Geneva Convention, to where evil uh, has no standards. But they're killing uh, children. This is really happening, people. Babies. They have babies in cages, mocking babies, teasing them. Their parents are gone, grandmas gone. Killing grandmothers, cutting heads off. And now you have, in America, uh, Palestinians uh, that are that are now protesting in cities of America, and that's being tolerated? Are you kidding me? Uh, right now, there, there's, there's massive amounts of rallies where Palestinians, and now it's not, if you're from Palestine and you're, you want to be a normal citizen, that's one thing. But if you're a part of Hamas, you stand with Hamas, you stand with Hezbollah, uh, you stand with jihad or, you know, jihadist type mentality uh, or, or Muslim, uh, an aggressive Muslim, and you're opposing uh, God's people or your Christianity in America, I, I hate to say this, but uh, we ought to change some things in America because that should not be allowed. Uh, no, you should not be able to pose a freedom in America and you should not possess the same rights. I know that's like kind of like a, you know, like a weird statement, free, but you can't be free. Well, you can't attack our freedoms, man. So... We're up against it. Stand with stand with God. Stand with the Jews. God, right now, if if God has the ability to be sad, which I believe He does, we were created in His likeness and His image. I believe God has emotions. The Bible says in Hebrews that He can feel our emotions. This hurts the very heart of God. Uh, some people I've even seen Christians, ignorant Christians, say, "How do we pray for Hamas? Pray that the earth opens up and swallows them." Pray for Israel's sword to be swift against their throat. You say, well, God loves everybody. No, 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 you better go study your Bible. Uh, the old covenant is not like an old archive that has no meaning. Uh, something that, that's old uh, doesn't mean that it, it changed God. God says in two different places that I know of that he changes not. I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. The same God that, that gave supernatural power and ability uh, to those in the old covenant to rid the world of evil is the same God that's still alive and well and sitting on the throne of creation today. So pray for Hamas that they'd fall on their own sword. Pray for Hamas that they would hear uh, an army that doesn't exist and they would run and frantic begin to kill each other. Uh, pray. You, that's how you pray. And you say, well, pastor, I, I think you're wrong. Well, uh, you better go read your Bible. The Bible says pray for your enemies. Okay, well, you better go study that word enemy and the connotation and the meaning of that scripture. We're not talking about those who are trying to rid God's people, the Jews, from the planet. Uh, so uh, that's what I got for you today. Wednesday night, this is October. I combat Satan. I combat demons every fall into the winter by teaching the truth concerning demon, evil spirits, how they operate, uh, how they work, how they exist, what do we need to watch out for. So I'll start that on Wednesday night, and we'll go through October dealing with demonology, deliverance, uh, being wise against demon spirits, uh, warning you, because Satan's very real. Uh, he's in your face today. If you don't have eyes to see it or ears to hear, uh, you're deceived and you're lost. Get to these meetings. I'll shake you a little bit. 
I love you. God bless you. Until next time, stand with Israel. New Way Church, the Summerlin family, I myself stand with Israel. I'm not an Israeli. I'm not a Jew. Uh, I'm just saved by grace uh, through faith because of Jesus Christ. But I stand with that nation. Uh, God bless you. I love you. Amen.